0: So index funds, I mean, we love them, you love them, Uh, traders love them, Um, they start to arise, you know, McKenzie kind of pinpoints this with the rise of or the push of a specific executive at Wells Fargo Bank who comes into... Uh, Harvard Business School after serving in the Navy, getting a degree in engineering and just complaining that when it comes to finance, there's just all this institutional bullshit. There's no theory. You know, this is someone who goes on then to work at Wall Street. He takes, uh, post-grad classes at NYU's Cournot Institute, which was a center of mathematical research. He's developing his way in the financial scholarship. And he's brought in, you know, to consult banks, Wells Fargo, Fisher Black, Myron Scholes, um, William Sharp, uh, or some of the people and banks he's, you know, advising to help construct and forays into the new field. He recruits Aldrich Vasiak, that comes out of a PhD program in probability theory, and they start working together on uh, the index fund. Well, I mean, you know, McQuown. Here for it, but him and other people start working together on the index fund. So with um, the index fund, I mean the core, the, the you know the core principle behind the index fund. Again, remember it goes back to this little debate between the efficient markets hypothesis and Buffett, or you know encapsulating that debate where it's like you know if you got um, every single American to flip a coin. Then after twenty rounds, two hundred fifteen of them would be there, and then maybe you could say those two hundred fifteen have better, superior predictive skills, but they don't. And then the debate about whether actually they do have better predictive skills because they're coming from the same cluster of institutions that have taught them to think about things in a certain way, right? But here, the, the, you know, they're saying, hey, look, you know, people who are actively choosing stocks, these investment managers aren't outperforming the indices, and that. This doesn't even begin to take into account, you know, the high, the, the cost of transacting, right? Uh, the, the cost of comm- on the sales, on commissions, on fees, you know, moving the money around. All of it means that managers end up losing a lot more money than they would if they just simply parked it in, an, in an index. So. Why not turn this theory proposed by Jensen where we take every stock and we buy a bit of every stock and we put it into an index why not we, why not turn that into an investment strategy um in an interview with McCormick, you know Mackenzie writes that if conventional investment analysis had to be thrown away because markets were efficient then why not simply invest in a portfolio that encompassed the market for example by including every stock in a S&P 500 index in proportion to its market value now, people did not fuck with this idea. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> they did not like uh, this specifically securities analysis. Who thought that quote? They believed they could discern stocks inherent worth, and thus distinguish good from bad investments. Quote. They though they thought we were crazy. Says Aldrich Vasiak. They said you want to buy all the dogs. You just want to buy whatever garbage happens to be traded. A crucial spur, however, came from inside as uh, McKenzie points out from the university of Chicago, where, you know, uh, another in- investor uh, or future investor and trader there, um, quote, heard about all this beta stuff and went back to work for dad, which is an amazing sentence.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, yo I kept hearing about all this beta shit at university.
0: <laughs> so I decided I'm just going to go work for my dad.
1: <laughs> uh, who's his dad? Who's this Who's this? Uh, this dude that went to, to Chicago to get his MBA, learned all this financial theory? His dad is the founder of the Samsonite Luggage Company. Yeah. This is the reason we have in Funds because yeah. of the Samsonite luggage company. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't yeah, that it's great? It's a weird turn of history. Like, our economy looks drastically different. Because the Samsonite luggage company was like, all right, I guess uh, that's, we'll we'll put our pension fund in some newfangled thing called an index fund just because my son heard about it at at college.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, really. He, he, He just saw, he was like, why was our, why is our, he's, you know, he's like, what's up with our pension? Why is it invested in all these mutual funds? Right. And so because of that, the pension fund commissions the bank to create an index fund so that it can put some of its capital there. And Wells Fargo, you know, in of itself, was in a good position to do this because it didn't really have a lot of, uh, clients who were interested in actively managed stock picking funds. And so, here, the case that you have to make to your clients is, look, you're not already, you're not doing this shit already. And even if you were, the costs are higher than simply parking your money in a fund. You know, they wrote, uh, in, in one interview, uh, someone says it's hard to tell your clients that the world is flat, meaning that your managers can successfully pick good stocks and then spring a completely different universe on them. So Wells Fargo really didn't have to contend with this issue, uh, because they weren't doing that in the first place, right? There were other attempts to do index funds, uh, that are pointed out here, uh, specifically the Chicago based American national bank and bottom financial management, uh, that was out of Boston, but in here, similarly, you see who's pushing it. It's efficient market theorists, right? Who are saying, who are influenced by that previous generation of financial scholarships that we talked about, right? And then just thinking in a sort of zealous way, I'll, I'll, I'll pull the quote here from Rex A. Sinequild, who was at American National. He says, I remember the first class with Merton Miller. And he talked about the notion of market efficiency. And I remember thinking, this has got to be true. This is the order in the universe. And it's not plausible that this is not true. Okay. All right. So that, that's basically the sort of zealous aura around the people who are doing index funds. And, and the people who are resisting it are insisting that, you know, they're able to pick out the, the gold from the garbage. They're able to pick out. Um, you know, how stocks actually work and how they're trading. And furthermore, indexing is quote un-American. Right, that um, you know, index funders are doing something that's antithetical to free markets, that's antithetical to free enterprise, um, and that's uh, basically waging a war on, tr- on 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 our way of life to the point that you know there was this poster with the indexing is un-American slogan quote nailed behind the trading room doors of practically every money manager in the country, replacing Marilyn Monroe.